Muggsy Bows. <laughs> Muggsy Bows. <laughs> Who the hell is Muggsy Bows? No, there are no uh, competitions for giving birth, unfortunately. <laughs> that can't really say that would be fun to watch a, a little bit. Or participate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, it's not fair. The previous record held by Annie Andres was £275 and he beat it by 95, coming up at 370. It's not even it's close. I'm, I'm six foot five myself, I always get asked. Good morning, afternoon and evening. Welcome to the Sports Conversation podcast. And today we'll be diving into one of the most controversial and often misunderstood topics in the world of sports. The inclusion of transgender individuals specifically transgender females in female sports. As discussions around gender identity and inclusivity continue to grow, so does the debate surrounding transgender athletes. While some people argue that the inclusion is a matter of fairness and human rights, others claim that allowing transgender females to compete against cisgender females is unfair and could potentially jeopardise the integrity of female sports. My very special guest and I will be exploring both sides of the argument and having some fun along the way. Speaking of, I feel very privileged to introduce today's guest, my good friend, gym buddy and full-time nerd, Mason Irons. Mason, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing quite good, thank you. It's on a nice, lovely day, you know, nothing nothing major going on, just, no. you know, taking the, the missus out for a lovely walk. <laughs> taking the missus out for a walk, okay, it's interesting. It's almost referring to her as a dog there. Well, you know how it is. <laughs> we do indeed. Um, to kick things off, we will define what it is to be a transgender I'll read this small extract from the National Centre for Transgender Equality, which states that transgender people are people whose gender identity is different from the gender that they were thought to be at birth. Trans is often used as shorthand for transgender. A common misconception is the confusion between the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity. According to this website, it says that gender identity and sexual orientation are two different things. Gender identity refers to your internal knowledge of your own gender. For example, your knowledge that you are a man, a woman, or another gender. Sexual orientation, on the other hand, has to do with whom you are attracted to. Like non-transgender people, transgender people can have any sexual orientation. For example, a transgender man, someone who lives as a man today, may primarily be attracted to other men and identify as a gay man, may be primarily attracted to women and identify as a straight man, or have any other sexual orientation. Seems pretty straightforward once you get to wrap your head around it. I know there are some small-minded individuals out there who dismiss all of this sort of ideology. Um, yeah, I think me and you are pretty well aligned when it comes to all this, and uh, I think we just got to reiterate it to those people at home to make sure that, you know, they know what we're on about when it comes to gender identity. Yes, sir. We don't want to get, um, make sure we withdraw any confusion before we begin. And I would also like to just say we both have a great admiration for anyone who is brave enough to come out as transgender and and just live who they feel like they really are. It takes a lot, it takes a lot of strength, you know, a lot of courage. A lot of courage, bravery. It's not an easy thing to do. Certainly not. Um, we'll begin with saying that there obviously are some general differences between the male and female anatomy that could potentially give rise to advantages or disadvantages in certain sports. Um, we'll begin by discussing height and weight. It's pretty obvious. According to the Office for National Statistics, it just says that on average, males tend to be taller and higher, heavier than females. Um, 
which you know, it's, it's, it can be quite advantageous in quite a few sports, really. Like you know, think about rugby and and basketball. You know, having a lot of yeah. you know bigger and stronger is, is quite important. Immediately in basketball, height is probably one of the most important characteristics you can have. Um, I think most most of the people I know that play basketball only started playing because they were tall, and everyone was, kept asking people like, "Do you play?" I'm I'm six, six foot five myself. I always get asked, "Do you play basketball?" No is my answer. <laughs> Um, and then the follow-up question is, do you play rugby? The answer again is no. And then the final question is usually football. And if so, are you a centre-half? Which again, no. yeah, is also no. Um, you do have in basketball your, your short goats, like uh, Steph Curry. Um, Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Who the hell is Muggsy Bogues? He was a brilliant player, five foot three. <laughs> There is no way you knew who Muggsy Bogues is before this, before this podcast. We did, just a bit, did a little bit of research. Okay, yeah, thought as much. Obviously, Muggsy Bogues, inclusion <laughs> there from Mason, um, who I'm sure no one will no no one will understand that reference. But there you are, Muggsy Bogues. You learn something new every day. Um, but obviously, it's with the exclusion of the anomaly, which is the great Muggsy Bogues. Um, I think. You know, it really does show that a female transgender athlete does have quite a big advantage when it comes to certain sports, yeah. especially in basketball, because height is that important. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure that if there are too many examples of transgender females um, working their way into female teams, but we'll have to do some further research on that. Moving on to another genetical, is that even a word? I don't know. We're going to run with it. Genetical, genetic, genetic advantage. Genetic advantage that a transgender female would have in a female sport is muscle mass. Again here, um, according to the National Institute of Health, it's highly studied that testosterone is associated, associated with an increase in muscle mass um, and testosterone is more prominent in males. As we all know, that when men males go through puberty, they do get a heightened amount of testosterone. That, that's when when that's compared to I, females who get what? high levels of estrogen and progesterone, which really do not help with uh, muscle mass, but with pregnancy and the menstrual cycle, which when it comes to sports is not really advantageous. <laughs> no, there are no uh, competitions for giving birth. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't really say that would be fun to watch a, a little bit. <laughs> or participate. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I have done a little bit of research when it, when coming on to this podcast, and I found out about a, a, a thing that happened recently in Canada in powerlifting, and this is over in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> as you stated, you can tell it's his so first time. Basically, this this fem- this male coach called Alvi Silverberg, he coaches the male powerlifting team, and you know recently the Canada Powerlifting Association, the CPU. They created new rules about what it takes to become a female athlete. And they made it that you can simply self-identify as a female, and that is more than enough proof you need to become a transgender athlete. So that entails literally just stating that you are a female. Yeah, so... so no, like... Yeah, not, not really much at all. So okay. in protest of this... hold much weight, okay. He decided to enter a female competition and just, you know, follow the guidelines, and he just stated that he was, in fact, a female. And he was a coach, was he? Yeah, he, he was you know quite a big guy, and then he shattered the records <laughs> set by the previous record holder Annie Andres, who herself was actually a transgender female, <laughs> except right. a little bit more of a transgender female, having gone through gender reassignment surgery. Okay, quite a obviously few years there are ago. there is no official um, 
continuum of how much one can identify as a female. Yeah, it's all up it's to the holder. Almost, ga- he, but, he, it's known that he's done it just to protest these rules because, because yeah, of course, it's not fair. The previous record held by Annie, Annie Andres was two hundred seventy-five pounds, and he beat it by ninety-five, coming up at three hundred seventy. <laughs> it's not even it's, close, which is ridiculous. And Considering, especially, I think I, I read it said that Annie Andres, the previous holder, the transgender female, also smashed the previous record by set by a cisgender female of around, I think, seventy plus pounds in the first place as well, which is is it's almost doubled. Um, the record and, and that does just highlight the it's a clear disadvantage really um, and perhaps begs the conversation of um, do there need to be trans specific competition leagues which um, should should there be a transgender division yeah it, it, does it beg seems the like it might bring equality f- you know to the sport which isn't there at the moment um, I, th- I think it's only right to move on to one of the most prevalent cases in recent history, which seems to have breached mainstream media. And this is, of course, the, the case of Leah Thomas, a transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. In 2018, Leah was competing in, for the men's team and ranked 65th in the 500 meter freestyle. Fast forward a couple of years, and in 2021, Leah competed in the women's team and finished first. No, that's that's quite a big leap, that is. Of course, it definitely sparked a bit of controversy online and obviously at the events. In fact, I just want to pull up this clip really quick. It's of uh, the podium ceremony, and it and it shows second place Emma Wayant, a twenty-one-year-old cisgender female, um, who also happens to be an Olympic silver medalist, receive a great cheer from the crowd, which is then followed by a rather less enthusiastic response to Leah's first place medal. It's, it's uh, quite a large difference in the crowd's reaction to the second place athlete's position and the first, obviously, being Leah. Um, it's it's evident what the crowd thought, and I think the the consensus on social media that, that this was a bit of an outrage. Um, what do you think, Mason? Well, I think it's blatantly unfair. The, the swimmer, Leah Thomas, is six foot one. She's massive she- compared to her cohort. And she absolutely just dominated the competition almost uh, with ease. We're looking at the graphic now, obviously, for those of you who are just listening, you won't be able to see it, but she has stood on the podium and, and she is towering over her competition. It's, it's it just from, from the optics does not look fair at all. I think anybody who is undergoing male puberty just inherently has an advantage. Mason, we know you're on a little bit of a time rush here, so I will just uh, ask you, what are your, what are your final sentiments that you'd like to leave with the listeners and, and just leave out there for the people? Well, I think just, you know, my, my, my final statement would be that over the next few years, it's going to be a very confusing time when it comes to sports in uh, all levels. And I think great care has got to be put into considering what, what happens to these, these transgender athletes because we can't just exclude them because of course. Well, that's not fair at all. However, leaving it in the state it currently is is not even remotely fair. I, I, I think it's got to be you know thought about a lot. 
Thank you for your time today, Mason. I appreciate you coming on. Um, where can we find you on socials? Uh, don't have any. <laughs> I actually did know that. I was just stitching it up a little bit. Um, thought we'd leave it on a good note. Not that the whole podcast has been a bad note at all, but Mason, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. We'd love to have you on another time, maybe discuss something a little bit less stern. We'll have to do at some point, yeah. Exactly. We'll perhaps do a... Um, I don't know, we'll have a game show or something. We'll, 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 I don't know, I'm, I'm stressing out on the point now, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll reconvene on the pod. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. I have been Conrad Glennon. This has been Mason Irons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice little sound effects on his second name there. And uh, thank you very much for listening.